Fratelloni's Ace Hardware Stores brings you this Garage Logic podcast. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. As only the Daily Mail can do, the UK Daily Mail, they've now got about 17 pages of pictures and more information on Caesar Sayoc, the alleged bomber. Aha! He liked it at the strip club. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, he was a... Apparently worked at a strip club. And uh, they've uh, unearthed dozens and dozens of photos of him posing at Trump rallies, wearing his MAGA hat and uh, posing in Washington, D.C. with his MAGA hat and uh, just a real avowed uh, Trump supporter. Well, I'm glad we figured out that mystery. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I tried to print the Daily Mail story, but for some reason, uh, this printer will not accommodate it. But I'll be anxious to... uh, Go through it later. Okay. Let's visit the failed academy, shall we? Mm, hey, teacher. Leave them kids alone. Right. This comes up every year, too. Just as the notion of changing Halloween to the last Saturday in October, that's come up before. Mm-hmm. Uh, it comes up every year that in the failed academy, the students are being warned of harmful cultural appropriation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Universities across the country are warning students about the harm done by wearing Halloween costumes that might be offensive to other cultures. In preparation for Halloween, universities across the country are warning students to be sensitive when choosing their costumes, Mm -hmm. and particularly to steer clear of harmful cultural appropriation so as not to offend other people. Okay. Campus-wide email sent Thursday from Gonzaga University's Vice President for Student Development and obtained by Campus Reform told students that while the tradition of Halloween has Christian origins, it has also become known for more dangerous and damaging traditions like binge drinking, sexualized or culturally inappropriate costumes, and vandalism. We urge our community to be aware of the potentially harmful impact insensitive behavior can have on fellow students. One of those behaviors is cultural appropriation, the act of taking or using things from a culture that is not your own, especially without showing respect of that culture. All right. Baylor University featured an article on its website Thursday that also cautioned students on Halloween attire. Professor Mia Moody-Ramirez from Diversityville explain that cultural appropriation is distinct from equal cultural exchange because of the presence of power inequities. Power inequities. In other words, if you're a white student, you have no business uh, doing anything. Uh, you should just go as, oh, what, a ghost? Just a go white as, sheet? Just go as Bob. Okay. Just be Bob. Yeah. Moody-Ramirez added that cultural appropriation is important to consider during Halloween because this is the time of year when we are most likely to dress up in a costume that is representative of another culture. She warned against dressing in a way that might provoke laughter rather than show respect for a group or person. Princeton University School newspaper covered the topic, uh, offering further perspective for their student body by linking an article uh, 
called Cultural Appropriation and Prince Prince Tween, whatever the hell that means. We wanted to dig into cultural appropriation beyond its most blatant and sensationalized forms and get a sense from campus leaders of how to approach the issue, the article said. In a blog post earlier this week featured on Colorado State University's HerCampus.com, student Rebecca Sanchez wrote, dressing up as another person's culture may seem like it isn't causing any harm, but it is. When you dress up as someone else's culture, you're disregarding their cultural experiences. You're telling the world that their culture is a costume and not part of their identity. Mm. You may think you are appropriating, you may think you are appreciating the culture, but it's doing a lot of harm, she said. I don't even know anybody who bothers to dress up. And uh, Why have we lost such uh, – why are we overly sensitive? What, why – can you be a cowboy and Indian anymore? No. Is that – I mean, do little kids with their, you know, six shooters and – Because I, I think the answer the, – the, your question deserves a very serious answer. And that's – okay, that first and foremost is uh, unfortunate. And I could answer you, but I won't. Damn. You're, I'm getting rookied. Yeah. I just got rookied. No, let's answer. Okay. Be, because the reason we are so focused on the failed academy is because what the academy is doing, and the academy is is attempting to create uh, artificially uh, an equity across all cultures and genders, and particularly— let me start over. Okay. Finding racism, even where it doesn't exist, and it's one of the reasons that word means nothing anymore. Finding racism, even where it doesn't exist, it seems to have become one of the principal driving forces of the failed academy. So they're constantly needing, in order to sustain their offices of diversity and racial sensitivity, and they've become factories of manufacturing victims in the failed academy. Yes. And one of the ways they could manufacture a victim is if some, you know, white kid from Schenectady, New York, uh, dressed up in a Polynesian uh, suit. Right. So that, that would be— that that would be unfair to Polynesians and somehow disruptive to their culture. But, but that's that's what my point is. How is it harmful to see a uh, a a a young kid or, or whoever in the cute outfit going out for trick or treating? I would talk about the college because I guess I'm talking about the grade school. Kids. I would imagine if you wore a sombrero, for example, uh, in a college setting. We've already seen where colleges have been rebuked. For having a Mexican fiesta nights yes. when they serve tacos and enchiladas or whatever. And then you will have groups on the campus that say that's cultural appropriation. So it, it, it's, you can't even eat certain things. Or a kid with dreadlocks, uh, you know, that's cultural appropriation. You can't put your hair in braids like that. That's cultural appropriation. Man. Because, because that has become the impetus of the failed academy. The failed academy is not telling you how to think. It's telling you what to think. And what they want you to think is that by, the, by, the, by virtue of being born uh, white in America, you have, been a, you have been a terribly unfair presence on earth. And that needs to be 
that needs to be rectified. And in, in, to prove that, we continue to find uh, victimization. Uh, no matter where we look, we're finding victimization. So it's, it's their theory that no matter what costume you wear, you are somehow at some level mm-hmm. mocking or, or trying to no, make and, fun and, of. And, and the key phrase you just uttered is, it's, you're correct. No matter what you wear, if you dressed up as a bum, doesn't matter. If you dressed up as a bum, you're insensitive to the homeless. That's how that would be interpreted. Oh. If you dress up as a cowboy, uh, that's not only uh, sexist because you're a boy, uh, but you would be thought to be uh, cruel to animals. <laughs> I guess you know what. Uh, Halloween people, don't worry about putting Halloween on the last Saturday. It'll be gone in uh, a couple I can't, of years. I can't believe it's still with us. I'll tell you why it's still with us. Because it makes money. It's, it's Americans spend billions yeah. of dollars on Halloween. I think it's the third most spent on holiday. Okay. Analyze that. So people are still enjoying it, and and the pushback is people still want to have fun one night of the year and dress up like whatever they want and and the the euphorians their push is is bleaching that out well that's a great part of being a, a mysterian is the complete sanitizing of everything but i can't come up with a costume that couldn't be faulted i could not come up with one if you put yourself in the mindset of the failed academy because remember what their goal is is to continue to discover more and more victimization so it, it, it quite literally often is preposterous what they come up with. You can't eat Mexican food? I do all the time. I don't think I'm harming any Mexicans. No, you just can't serve it at the school cafe as a fundraiser on a Tuesday. Because I guess that, not. I guess not. With, uh, with, the, with the band coming in. Even though if you go to every Mexican restaurant, Teresa's, whatever, they've got the band you know, floating through and, and, and having fun. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just, you know what? I think aside from... Not liking people, they just don't want to have fun. They don't want to have fun. The Euphorians, um, and their idea of fun would be way different than mine, but I think that's another bottom line. That's another unfortunate feather in their cap. They don't want to have fun. Well, there's an underlying principle, too, that to adopt that attitude, you're essentially an unhappy person. Yes. I think Mysterians are very unhappy. Uh, yes, because if you have a point that they disagree with, they jump all over you mm-hmm. rather than just go, oh, you know, okay. Eh, but they a- don't live in a live and let live world. They live in a world that it's either their way or nothing. Politically, and we all- this, this can be true by, this can be true by the way. I mean, it's true of Caesar Sayoc. I, I mean, he, in his Both own sides way, are guilty. in his own way, he's a mysterious. Yeah. You disagree with the Caesar, he's going to send a pipe bomb to you. Allegedly, he's the guy. I have no idea. Politically, I know I'm not going to win. He's a Seminole, by the way. He identifies as a Seminole Indian. They're the Floridians, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I'm not going to win every political uh, bickering argument and so forth, and I don't care. That doesn't bother me. But some of the Euphorians, they want to win every one. They want to push, push, push. And that's that's where all this anger comes out of. Mm-hmm. Well, the far radies as well. I'm not excluding them. Uh, that they're just as bad. There's no room for you need wiggle room. Wiggle room people are in the middle. The pushback people are in the middle. On the outposts, 
are the people that are uh, have on the, are on the outposts are Caesar Sayak on one side and Elizabeth Warren on the other, just to keep it Native American. Yeah. Oh wow. Pretty you have, good. You have Caesar. Is she Say- though? Is she? No, not in my estimation. <laughs> you have C- she was born in Oklahoma though. Uh, you have Caesar Sayak on one side, and you've got Elizabeth Warren on the other side, and and GLers are somewhere between those two. GLers are trying to hold on to the center. I, I'm not talking in terms of, of uh, political moderation. I'm talking in terms of civility, balance, the rule of law, the Constitution, uh, preserving our history, uh, preserving our customs. By ours, I mean America's customs. And the uh, Mysterians chip away at that. Uh, Caesar Sayak certainly chipped away at it if he is the alleged bomber. We have uh, breaking news in that regard. Mm-hmm. Well, this is a podcast. I keep forgetting that. I'm, I'm sorry, sorry about that. Uh, you get them posted every day they're recorded, though. Th- this from the Star Tribune. Mm. Caesar Sayak uh, apparently lived in Minnesota for a stretch of time. Really? Uh, he was a Plymouth resident. And a huge fan of Garage oh Logic. Oh, my God. No, don't say that. <laughs> no, no. Don't say that. <laughs> Oh he downloads the podcast was. every day. He, he rated G- it every day. He had day. the GL sticker on his van. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, oh my God. no, let's I'm not joke. I'm that. kidding. I'm right, kidding. Yeah. Um, Nobody's dead. But. He uh, was arrested in Bloomington in 1995 after he was accused of purchasing vitamins and growth supplements from health food stores, and he died in Bloomington, then filling the packages with beans and returning them to receive a refund. That a boy, Caesar. Oh, I had it figured out. Uh, huh? He also possessed crack cocaine at the time that he was arrested by police. His case was dismissed in 2005 after the suspected crack cocaine was destroyed without being tested. Okay, what have we said about major stories? It's going to take three or four hours. days. Yep. For this one, it's going to take at least 72 hours to weed out the fluff from the fact and, and find out, A, if this is the guy, and B, why, and C, what did he hope to accomplish, and uh, D, uh, is it over? And E, did he come see us at the state fair? You're thinking what I'm thinking. I think I'm in the crowd a couple times. Or we got a GL hat. Yep, yep, we got the GL hat. I remember kind of up-nodding him. He's kind of like, you guys are doing good. Yeah. You're doing good. Where's Iggy? Oh, God. Sorry. Oh. Sorry. He, if he was that far right wing, we're not claiming him as a listener. No, he never listened. No, he never, never listened to the once. show. He never downloaded. No. <laughs> You always it. listen to Barrero. I'd count him. <laughs> you listen to Barrero you all, listen the to time. Danny all, Dan the Barrero all the time. Dan Barrero all the time. I think Danny had him on at the fair. <laughs> I think he did. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, the, the van, I'm looking again at the van. It really does creep God me God help out. me if you find a GL I'm sticker. looking oh hard God, not to find no. a Garage Logic sticker with the big thumbs up, you know, or GL Route 61 or Route GL. I got I to gotta zero in on that because it's oh. plastered with post uh, with um, uh, bumper stickers or cling stickers. I'm t- really nervous. <laughs> a guy told me the story the other day. Oh, no. That he pulled into some place behind a Prius. Okay. And the back of the Prius was just loaded with uh, the opposite of Caesar Sayak. Okay, stuff, yes. You know, yeah. Love the earth. We love Hillary, blah, blah, blah. And, and this fellow told me that he wanted to say to them, holy cow, I'm sorry, you guys, the back of your car got vandalized. Uh, but he he didn't. He, 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 oh, he, didn't. he, he didn't. resisted. He resisted. <laughs> and then the then the woman who got out of the car and preceded him into the store by literally a foot, uh, let the door slam in his face. Nice, very nice, very classy. They're not nice. Mysterians are. Not, they're not happy. No. 
Did he pull up next to her and say, what year is it? 2018. <laughs> no, I meant the car. <laughs> I love that yeah. story. Hey, what, what year, year is it? it? Guy looked at me and thought, uh, this poor bastard doesn't even know what he's driving That on is the disengagement. Yeah. That's disengagement. When you have a, a cool car and you know people might be saying, love it, man. What's up? Yeah. And, uh, I didn't say that, though. I just said, what year is it? And he looked at me and he said, it's 2018. 2018. I said, no, man, the car. Okay. Well, now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> do you think Do you think that that that's his mode of operation now? Because he's been asked so many times. No, oh, I, that he and was that having throws a, people. That threw you off a little bit. Going. No, so you're saying he was having a laugh? No. In fact, I would. You, you raise an interesting point. I doubt if he'd ever been asked that about his car. Hmm. So you thought uh, uh, this gentleman? He thought of you. This gentleman is currently seeking out what year of the Lord it is right, right, right now. Right. Okay. What year? And he it? he felt good enough to give you that public service announcement. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, without even thinking, just uh, 2018. Are you and lost, then, And then he said, oh, it's a 2013. I get what you mean now. Yeah. Yeah. Are you lost? But I don't think uh, I don't think a lot of people would, <laughs> would bother to be curious about I don't think people are curious about cars. I think I'm a, I'm a dinosaur in that regard. I always, I give people thumbs up when I see a nifty car. Yes, and the distinction of those older vehicles, the MSRA, those types, the hot rods, yeah, yeah. those were neat to look at. Now... A Malibu versus a, a Taurus, you know, doesn't do much. Doesn't do much. No. It doesn't it do enough to for someone to inquire what what year. This it was, was a real hot rodded uh, Volkswagen Golf, and uh, and Volkswagen had made uh, a series of those, and uh, and I just wanted to know what year it was. Did a little research on your V Dubs, huh? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That was the half car. Wasn't that was it? my half car. Yeah. It was a V Dub. Yeah. Say, uh, you know, I've always told you about. Things you should worry about that you can't do anything about. I, I well, I know that subject. Yes, very well. Well, I've got some things. Uh, uh, I, in fact, we got a notice from uh, our own geologist, our on-staff geologist, Stacy. Yeah. And I have other information about things that, uh, if you really want to worry about something, yep. I know we're going into a weekend, and people don't really want to worry about anything. No, it's, this is costume party weekend. You know, let's live it up. If nope. you wore a, if you put a big wart on your face, a makeup wart, <laughs> yeah, uh, would that uh, that like the principal and Uncle Buck? Yeah, that probably would be found to be uh, in. That would probably be body shaming. Wait a minute, you just had a John Candy reference. Shows we're not doing the show anymore. Oh, but you're still you. not allowed. You're not allowed that. Pretty or, good line though. I, I, oh, here's, yeah. a quarter. Here's, here's a quarter. Why don't you run downtown and have a rat gnaw that thing off your face? That's not a bad line. All right, you you you. Uh, I want to tell you though. All right, uh, Mike Lindell, our buddy at My Pillow. Yes. Got a great deal going for GL Podcasters. Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, and now the inventor of the MyPillow mattress topper. Don't spend thousands on a new mattress if you don't have to. Get the topper. It's made of three unique layers designed to provide superior support, distribute your body weight for comfort, and regulate your temperature to keep you comfortable. It has a zippered removable cover that's washable and dryable. Uh, MyPillow mattress toppers have a 10-year warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee, come in seven sizes from twin to Cal King. Whatever the hell Cal King is. We decided that one day. That's a big. That's, that's the a biggest big, you can get. That's a big bed. So you're covered by my pillow. That's here. like the bed that had the horse head in it in the Godfather movie. Yes, <laughs> yes. That's a giant that's bed. That's a Cal King, yes. Mike Lindell is extending a special offer to GLers. Now through December 31st, you can save 30% on any size MyPillow mattress topper and get two MyPillows thrown in. Nice. 
30% off and two standard MyPillows you can't lose. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the Mattress Topper button on the homepage, and enter the promotional code GL at checkout. This guy has seen more urban wildlife than a DNR field agent with a PhD, Joe Suchere. All right, you want to worry about something? Give me something to worry about there, big guy. I'm looking for Stacy's email. She's the GL geologist. Uh, here it is. Yeah, what is she warning us? I, I saw her email. I'll tell the people. Large quake near Greece with a large amount of aftershocks, a 6.8 in the Ionian Sea. I don't even know where the... Well, I guess it's near Greece. All right, here, you want to worry about something? Yep. The U.S. Geological Survey is updating its volcano threat assessments for the first time since 05, and two Washington volcanoes are ranked as high threats. Uh, the eight, uh, then the United States has 161 active volcanoes, all in the western U.S., but only are, uh, 18 are classified as severely high threats. Uh, so Mount St. Helens and Mount Rainier are classified as a very high threat right now for eruption. Uh, those eight, there are 18 considered very high threats because of what's been happening inside them and how close they are to people. The danger list is topped by Hawaii's Kilauea, which has been erupting this year. The others are Mount St. Helens and Mount Rainier in Washington, Alaska's Redoubt Volcano, and uh, California's Mount Shasta. 11 of the 18 are very uh, high threat volcanoes, oh, 11 of the 18 are very high threats in Oregon, Washington, and California. Of the highest threat volcanoes, Washington's Mount Rainier has the highest number of people in the downstream hazard zone, about 300,000 people. Kilauea is a different kind of volcano than the ones in Washington. The Hawaiian volcanoes flow downhill and in many cases can be outwalked. Northwest volcanoes explode. In the Pacific Northwest, we don't have much development on our flanks, but our volcanoes are both explosive and cover with a lot of snow and ice and can project those hazards pretty far downstream, said John Everett of the Cascades Volcano Observatory in, in Vancouver, Washington. I, I don't think man is causing this, right? Uh, probably not by what cars they're driving and light bulbs they're using. Uh the Cascades Volcano Observatory wants to install four seismometers and other equipment, but getting permits is difficult as Glacier Peak sits at a large federally dedicated wilderness area. The threat assessment places volcanoes into four other threat categories besides very high. 39 are a threat, uh, 49 are a moderate threat, 34 are a low threat, 21 are a very low threat. Mount Adams. Threat level high. Mount Baker, threat level high. Glacier Peak, threat level high. Mount Rainier, threat level high. Mount St. Helens, threat level high. Jeez. Mount Hood, south of the Columbia River in Oregon, is ranked number six as a very high threat. How does Mount St. Helens look now? I haven't even looked. The U.S. government warned yesterday, October 25th, that there were 18 volcanoes in the country that pose a very high threat. Government scientists are classifying... 18 U.S. volcanoes is a very high threat because of what's been happening uh, in them and under them and around them. The agency said a dozen volcanoes have jumped in threat level since 05. 20 others dropped in threat level. Among those where the threat score is higher are Alaska's Redoubt, 
Mount Oakmock, Akutan Island, and Mount Spur. Threat scores also rose for Oregon's Newberry Volcano and Wyoming's Yellowstone. There are 161 active volcanoes in the U.S. And if that baby goes off in Yellowstone, break glass, smoke lucky. Wow. I'm looking at a uh, May 17th, 1980 photo mm-hmm. and then a September 10th, 1980 photo. Mm-hmm. And that half that mountain was just Gone. disappeared. Yeah, but now look at it. I'm going to look at it now. Mount St. Helens today. And I, I don't yes. think you can tell that there was a volcano or an eruption there. Oh, it's looking pretty greenery. Everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, nature comes back. Mm-hmm. Yep. And again, I, I, there's just it's terribly inconvenient for the alarmist, but there's just no way to attach this to man. Man, is that some pretty land out there? Man is smaller than nature. One of the big problems Mysterians have is their belief that they can control nature. Right. You can't control a volcanic eruption. No, it's going to throw everything out. Like they said, glass, all sorts of stuff that's sitting there and boom. And they're smart enough not to, when you see the coastline there, whatever lake that is, there's no resorts. They don't have, uh, you know, um, houses built into the- Are you talking about Mount St. Helens? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what body of water that would be. Knowing you, you could be looking at a picture of the Pacific Ocean. (laughs) I haven't really verified that it is. It's just like a- it's a big hill. It's Buck Hill. With some snow on top. Buck Hill. There's a. That's that a might answer. be Crystal Lake. For all I know, you're looking at Crystal that's Lake. That's true. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna give that. Why to would you. I trust you as a map reader? I don't know. I. Uh, but I think that's a, a critique that uh, is warranted. I think that's that's solid. What critique is warranted? You right there saying I I don't I don't trust that you're looking at. No, I, I can't. Uh, and I'm accepting that saying you're right. It's probably you saw not. Lake Superior with salt water. I took a chance. I 50-50 shot. Right. Right. You know what? Close enough. Close enough. It's close enough. Yes. I'll tell you what. Uh, We got our guy. I want to hear the Don't We Get His Theme song? Uh, Yeah. Why don't don't we take a break? We'll come back with the theme. All right. Very good. Pat's coming up. You ready for the new age of baseball? Yeah, we got it. It is here. Uh, although I, I did like this guy yesterday because when you asked him a question, he attempted to answer it. Mm-hmm. You know, it was uh, it was not all that uh, BS that you usually get. Uh, we got a little BS from Falvey and Levine, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's a partnership now, Joe, mm-hmm. and, uh, and all that uh, good stuff. But uh, you know. I think the the guy is uh, is gonna be. Uh, I don't know how good he'll be, but I think he'll be. Uh, you know, he'll be candid and be a salesman for the team and all that good stuff. Whether they can, uh, I mean, I I talked to Falvey for a while, and they basically are gonna uh, uh, spend the off season with the plan that. Buxton's their center fielder and Snow's their third baseman, and if that doesn't work out, they're going to have a bad year. They pretty much admit that, so they does, need those two guys. Does he want Mauer? He wants Mauer back, doesn't he? Well, did that ship sail? I mean, why did we do all that if he's going to come back? 
why why did we do that? Why did why do we do that whole thing on uh, on last on the last Sunday of the season? Oh. There's a possibility if he's coming back, but maybe you know I would think if Mauer said he would come back, I I think that one would be strictly out of the hands of uh, either the the brain wizards or the new manager. Mm-hmm. If Mauer wants to play, if Mauer wants to play, uh, Jim Bullhead's gonna let him play. Mm-hmm. Oddly know, enough, let, let him come back. Oddly enough, I can verify that he is going to retire because I dreamt about him last night. Okay. And in my dream, I'm not kidding, he told me that he was, I looked at my pants and my pants were really dirty and I felt mm-hmm. kind of bad about that, but he said, you know what, I'm just, I'm done playing baseball. I swear to God, that was my 12-second dream of Joe Maurer last night. What'd you have to, what were you Why? eating? Well, how did the dirty pants fit? Yeah, what did the pants have to do? I don't know. I, I was kind of kneeling down. He and was I, on the grounds crew. I looked at my pants, and it looked like I had, you know, wrestled with flour. Well, yeah, yeah, well, that's, I've, I've had those rumors. I got shot by the Vietnamese guy who with the Tommy Kramer jersey. <laughs> Selling <laughs> firewood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I ate chicken firewood. Kiev last night. That's what it was. Well, that's not okay. bad. No, it, it was that right. fifth glass of bourbon that maybe did the trick. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. Is there... Well, it all boils down for this guy to Buxton and Sano. Yes. Right? Yes, that's the whole... it help, if it helped with Kepler got any good, too, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they uh, they are uh, you know I, I basically got Kepler off of the, I mean got Kepler got uh, Falby off to the side a little bit and said, "What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. What do you you know?" I said, "One of them hit 195 and the other hit 199 and they both strike out 40 percent of the time." Uh, are you going to spend the winter looking for options, or are you going to say, "Okay, we got to give them the shot one last time to see if they are the guys and do everything we can to help them"? And uh, and they, he said, "We're going to we're going to plan on them being our center fielder and third baseman." And when you think about it, this might be the number one reason they fired Paul Molitor, beyond the fact they wanted their own guy. They mm-hmm. want somebody to be able to. You know, a whole new crew of people to try to take a look at uh, at getting to these guys and, you know, getting in their heads and getting them, you know, straightened out. Except, then it becomes, okay, is it is it a mental problem? Is it something else? Or is it just not there? You know, is Buxton, to me, does not have a, a usable swing very often in his career. And... And Sano, what's what frightens is what's frightening about Sano, Joe. I think is that he lost twenty five pounds and he still stunk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he still couldn't hit. You mm-hmm. know, he struck out. In fact, I looked it up forty two times in a hundred nineteen or twenty at bats after he came back. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in in August, so. He was striking out at the same rate and and uh, not putting the ball in play, you know, not making any kind of contact, uh, just like he had when he was fat. You what know, was the was first? Really... What was the first question you asked uh, Rocco Baldelli? <laughs> I want to hear your exact question. My it wasn't my first question. Oh. My second question. My second question was uh, where you come from. Obviously. I, obviously, I would guess where you, I'm not. I don't have exact words. Obviously, where you come from, Tampa Bay. 
Tampa Bay, meaning Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. You're a fan of the opener, which is ruining baseball as we know it. <laughs> <laughs> How did he take it? <laughs> Lovely. He got. He gave me a shot back, which I thought was great. Yeah. He, he said, uh, "Have you read any columns about that?" I said, "Yeah, several." Mm-hmm. And then he said, uh, "And then he said, well." Uh, you know, I think it's uh, it's it's a uh, what what was exactly Rivers? It was uh, it was uh, I think it's a good thing to anybody be open. I think open mindedness yes. is a good thing for people in any form of uh, a business in which they operate. Mm-hmm. Which suggests to me that she's coming, baby. After- <laughs> No, it suggests to me that somebody said, you see that chubby guy over there? He might ask you a smart-ass question, so be ready for it. <laughs> but it was good. It was, you know, I mean, rather than, rather than uh, uh, you know, become defensive or anything, he came back, and uh, and uh, I had to tell uh, uh, Felby and Levine that I loved that. <laughs> he came back and gave me a nice little well, Pat, I got to be honest. I, I was in a bit of depression yesterday because the first time in my life I'm now older than the Twins manager. It's yeah, a, a lot bad of people club. Are saying that this is not an issue for me, by the way, <laughs> or even uh, even Joe. Uh, I, I, you would have been Joe in 1987. How old? In 1987, I was uh, 40. Okay, so see, we were both older than. We were both older than Tom Kelly, so mm-hmm. that's we we've been through this since the mid eighties. Mm-hmm. So it's not a it's not an issue. But uh, well, uh, it would have been very hard for the Twins to hire a manager older than me this time. So that's, that's not really. You know, you're raising a good question. Who is the oldest current manager in baseball? Uh, wow, Sosha just got axed. Uh, you know, I, who, I could uh, look it up, but you won't. Well, would it have been Riggleman? But I guess Riggleman's done now, because Riggleman was with the Reds. But they got a new they got a new guy. I mean, the days of the Walter Alston's hanging around as long as they want. Those are oh, done. God, no. Those are done. Oh, yeah. Well, it's. Uh, I wrote a, 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 a thing uh, this morning about 1972. You were there. I I wrote my theme was Calvin also would have hired Rocco Baldelli. Mm-hmm. But rather than because he was looking for uh, a partnership and somebody who uh, had an intellectual curiosity, like we said that uh, Rocco did, Mm -hmm. he would have hired him because he was Italian, (laughs) which is what he did with Willisney. You know, in 72, he fired, attendance was going in the tank, just like it is at Target Field, obviously much lower numbers. And the Yankees were coming to town, and they had sold no tickets for July, middle of July weekend, and they sold no tickets the rest of the year. And they fired Rigney and named 33-year-old Frank Willisey. And Calvin says, Italian managers have always been really popular with our band. Mm-hmm. And I think Frank would be. So he would have hired Rocco, too, right. because he was Italian. So. Why are the Gophers playing a Friday night home game in football? Uh, because of the Big Ten Network has declared, uh, I think originally they said they were going to play four, not the Gophers, but the Big Ten in general, and uh, they're playing 
two during the school year anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Gophers uh, got uh, stuck with one of them, and uh, that's uh, it, there will be a screaming mob of about twenty eight thousand there tonight <laughs> if they're lucky. Uh, now they'll announce forty or something. They'll lie like the you know the people that they are, but uh, there's going to be nobody there tonight. Cold, rainy night against Indiana. Mm-hmm. There'll be nobody there. And then there, you do have the only high school games being played are the 6A's, but those are the 6A's, too. I mean, those are big towns. I, I don't think they have a huge impact on the number of of, of people going to the games, but uh, there'll be nobody there because nobody cares. Oh, you know, uh, the Wilder! The Wilder uh, quietly putting together a nice little run yes, here. Yes, yeah. everybody was all uh, depressed and upset, and they're 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 the same as they were. They're pretty good, you know. They're not great, but they're pretty good, and they're, they've won what four in a row, right? Yep. And Sunday night, Sunday night, your Vikings host the New Orleans Saints. Woof! I don't know if I approve a seven twenty start. Yeah. <laughs> There, there, there'll be people laying in the streets downtown. Stay in the house. I'm much more worried about Viking fans than I am the caravan. Right. I'm not worried about the caravan, but I'm worried about Viking fans. By the way, I did announce at Twitter today, I went to Barley's at 8 o'clock in the morning, made it back. Saw no signs of the caravan. We're okay. We're in pretty good shape out here. You can leave the house right now. The caravan isn't an issue at this moment in uh, Golden Valley, Minnesota. And you are aware that a suspect has been arrested in the bombings. Oh, who was it? Caesar Sayak, a Seminole, uh, a Native American. Who, uh, really? Who is he mad at? Well, to mail those bombs at those people, uh, he's mad at the left, apparently. Uh, but you got to look uh, this guy up. Generally, generally speaking, he's on our side. He's on the left side. Uh, the Native Americans, aren't they? Maybe he's mad. Well, huh, that's weird. Who's he mad? Who do yeah, you think well, he's mad? Pat, one thing we did discover was they got the van, and he's got all of the the stickers on there. The the anti Hillary stickers, the I hate oh, CNN yeah. stickers, and we found out that he did live in Plymouth, Minnesota, for a time. So we're hoping that we don't find a. GL I hope sticker. there's not a GL sticker on this guy's truck. <laughs> yeah, well, he's a, I'll say one thing. He's a damn lousy bomb maker. <laughs> yes, he is. He, he uh, had one go off yet, for God's No, uh, we're very fortunate. He has yeah, well, one go yeah, off. What the hell? So, so Caesar was my neighbor, and the caravan's not here. So yeah. okay. All right. I wonder if you ever gave him a ride to the Byerleys as an early <laughs> shifter. Maybe he's an early baker. He's been walking down. On the street, yeah. We assigned him to Barrero. He was Barrero. Barrero had him on at the fair. Yeah, he was a Barrero yeah. guy, we think. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All, right, All right, sir. Thank you. See you. Goodbye. Talk to you later. Thank you. All Who right. is he mad at? We're safe. I went to Byerly's and got back. I didn't even run into the caravan. Patrick with more free time is my favorite Patrick. I think so. And my apologies also go out to the, uh, the lady that I, I misdialed. Uh, calling Patrick, who was a little confused when I just threw out, is this Candace? How you doing? Uh, I'm looking for, uh, I, uh, I apologize for, for misdialing. Yeah, we're, we're good now. Hey, check us out, garagelogic.com. Uh, we have got a wonderful new Greg Holcomb, uh, wonderful cartoon. Uh, unfortunately, it has features me and Angie. 
But uh, boy, does he got it. You go to garagelogic.com, click on features, and you'll be able to see that. Rate us on iTunes. Garage Logic is doing well on that Apple iTunes podcast. We want that to continue. So please listen, rate, and tell your friends. Check it all out. GarageLogic.com. See you next time. <laughs>